3: Hi, it's Cole Jenkinson here. Welcome to this edition of the Arsenal Audio Program. Carabao Cup fourth round, Wednesday, 31st of October, 2018. Arsenal v Blackpool, kickoff 7:45 p.m. Content: the manager. The captain, voice of Arsenal, player feature, Mohamed Elneny, the academy, moment in time, match action, 1987, match action, 1993, club culture, match action, Arsenal v Leicester City. Match Action Sporting v Arsenal My Story Arsenal Women Visitors Blackpool My Arsenal Teens
4: The Head Coach Unai Emery Info, born on Arabia, Spain, November 3rd, 1971 Previous clubs as manager: Lorca Deportivo, Almeria, Valencia, Spartak Moscow, Sevilla, Paris Saint Germain. Unai was speaking to Chris Harris. Unai Emery, the head coach, has been hard at work during the international break. I start today by wanting to pay respects and share our thoughts with everyone at Leicester City Football Club. Our deepest sympathies go to all the people touched by this tragedy. We are all thinking of you, Lester. On Sunday at Crystal Palace, I think both teams will have been disappointed at full-time. For us, the first half was not easy. When they scored their first goal, we had a lot of control on the pitch, but weren't doing enough in the attacking third. In the second half, we scored two goals in two actions. They were pushing with their supporters and every player was attacking us. In this moment we needed the control because we lost our position, and we needed to score the third goal. We needed to be calm. I wanted to push, I wanted to continue to find our moment to win the match, but we could not. We can make mistakes on the pitch. Every day I am making mistakes in my decisions. Mistakes are to learn from and not for us to lose our confidence or our belief on the pitch. The second goal was an action where we had the ball in the opposition box and we made one bad pass. When we are in the box, in the opposition box, I want us to show aggression to find the last action to score or shoot, to win a corner or whatever action, but with this pass we lost the ball and then they scored from the transition. For me, There are things that happen on the pitch when we continue in our process to learn, and the mentality we need to show when we are in the good moments to keep and hold the ball. We need to keep that mentality to continue to find our moments and our chances. In the last ten minutes, I wanted to push for that, but that didn't happen for us because it was not very easy for us on the pitch. We are in our process, on our way, and I think we are in a good position now to continue our objective. It's difficult to weigh, and I think the team can improve. Overall, on Sunday, the draw was not bad. We wanted to win, but it's not easy. Crystal Palace are a good team, and playing there is not easy for anyone. But our challenge is to continue our process of learning in every match. It's about learning the defensive situations and improving. What we need to do is make sure we see the next match as our main focus and that's the case tonight. We're looking for a good performance from the team and also to give the players the chances to help us with their performances. We also want to respect the opposition in Blackpool and we also want to take the responsibility to have the best performance in each competition so that we're able to win the match. We will choose 18 players with some young ones also and we're going to have a mix to help us get the best performance and to respect them. Each training session is very important for our younger players, and also when the matches come round, we can give them chances to take responsibility, to take confidence. I think we need every player, including the young ones. I remember when I was young and football was the conversation between us in my house every day. My first idea when I had the ball was to play with my feet. Then I would start to play with my left foot as well, like a player. My father and grandfather were goalkeepers, but I started playing with the ball at my feet, like an outfield player. Now my son is different to me because he is a goalkeeper, and his first memory is of playing with my father as a goalkeeper. I spoke with him about my grandfather also being a goalkeeper, and now he's playing as a goalkeeper. From Emery Angle Every matchday programme we provide extra insight into the life and times of the head coach. This issue, Una tells us about who his hero was growing up, and like him, it was a left winger. He said, I started playing in Spain at Real Sociedad and maybe the supporters don't remember this player, but I am going to say to them that his name was Roberto Lopez Ufate. Ufate was a Moroccan-born Spain international who was a member of the Spanish squad for the 1982 World Cup. He played for Sociedad for many years and was a left-footed winger, a very good player, and the first player I looked at to try to do a similar action when I was playing.
3: Captain Laurent Cozzurini Born Toule, France September 10th 1985 Joined Arsenal from Lorient on July 2nd 2010 Previous clubs Guingamp Tours Lorient Arsenal debut V Liverpool away in the league August 15th 2010 Drew 1-1 First Arsenal goal, v Bolton Wanderers, at home in the league, September 11th, 2010, 1-4-1. Arsenal Honours, FA Cup winner, 2014, 2015, 2017. Community Shield winner, 2014 and 2015. The skipper reflects on our last few games and looks ahead to another League Cup challenge at Emirates Stadium. Firstly, as Arsenal captain, on behalf of everyone at the club, the players, directors, staff and all our fans, I want to express our deepest sympathy to everyone associated with Leicester City Football Club. After the devastating tragedy which happened on Saturday night, Our thoughts and prayers are with the families and friends of the loved ones lost. We are all thinking of everyone at Leicester City during this difficult time. For the second time this season, we are tonight starting a run of four home games in a row in three different competitions. Last time we won all four matches and I really hope we can do it once again. Like I said at the time... It is not easy to play so much at home, but the Emirates has really been a fortress for us this season, apart from the Manchester City game on the opening day of the season. But since then, we have been fantastic at home, with some amazing support too. Our last home game against Leicester was a summary of our season so far. We started slowly, as we have been doing. We need to put more intensity in our passing from the beginning of games. We were more in reaction than in action. Once we got going, we tired them out, and physically we were very strong. Again, stronger than them, and our passing was so sharp and efficient that they couldn't stop us. Mesut's goal just before half-time was huge. It shows once again how reactive we can be. Our second half was fantastic, then with two incredible team goals. Messitz deserved all the plaudits he got after his performance against the foxes. He was incredible. His goal bailed us out before the break. And then his pass for Hector on our second goal is the best ball you will see all season. And he added an assist for Alba after a great dummy and understanding with Lacquer. When Messertz is in this form, he is unstoppable and makes us win. He has extraordinary qualities. There are not many players like him in the world right now, capable of producing a pass like the one for Hector, beating four opposition players with just one ball. His display on that night will stay in people's mind for a very long time. It is a case of, I was there when Urzil had that performance against Leicester. However, he needs to be at this level as much as possible this season. Great players are the ones playing at their best the whole season. The three goals against Leicester showed Arsenal's DNA too. We had that philosophy under Arsene Wenger and we still have it under Unai Emery. Playing forward with a lot of movement, quick transitions and sharp passing, this is us, this is Arsenal. We work a lot on that at training and it is great when we do it in a game too. However, we saw against Leicester and Crystal Palace that we still need to work on our team's balance between attacking and defending. It was annoying to lose our winning run against Palace on Sunday. 11 victories in a row is still a great achievement, but we were so close to making it 12. There were still a lot of positives about that draw. Granite's free kick was a beauty. I thought Matteo and Lucas were so mature in midfield and Alba scored again. I read that he has now scored a goal every 104 minutes in the Premier League, which is a record. He is the league's joint top scorer, which is great for him and for us. He is a pure goal scorer. He has such a great eye for goal and a feeling for it too. He knows where the ball will land and he is at the right place at the right time. He could be quiet and not too much involved in a game for 88 minutes. And then we'll score in two minutes and win us the game. We face Blackpool tonight in the League Cup. Once again, it won't be easy against lower league opposition. They want to cause a huge upset by beating us. I remember when Blackpool were in the Premier League in 2010 in my first season at the club. They have had a troubled few years since then. But they are a solid team in League One though with former Premier League players in their ranks like Nathan de or Jay Spearing. So it won't be easy. They have two former Arsenal youth team players, so welcome back to Mark Bowler and Mark Howard. I won't be involved in the game tonight, but I am continuing my recovery and I'm getting closer to a return. I have been training with the first team for a bit now. It is great to be back with the boys. I'm getting better every day, and my fitness and sharpness are coming back. I don't want to rush everything, but it is a great feeling to take part in training sessions with the squad again. Voice
4: of Arsenal Our thoughts are with Leicester. The football world was rocked on Saturday, when a helicopter carrying Leicester City owner and chairman, Vijay Srivathana Prabha, crashed shortly after taking off from the club's King Power Stadium. All five passengers on board tragically passed away, and everyone at Arsenal sends their deepest condolences to their families, friends, loved ones, and everybody associated with Leicester City Football Club. The players are wearing black armbands as a mark of respect tonight, and there will be a period of silence before the match tonight for fans of both clubs to unite and remember the victims of this tragic event. South America comes to North London. Emirates Stadium is hosting a friendly between Brazil and Lucas Torreira's Uruguay on Friday, November 16th, and both nations have announced their squads ahead of the game. The match will kick off at 8pm UK time, and tickets are now on general sale. You can get yours by visiting arsenal.com. We're looking forward to welcoming the following players to the Emirates Brazil, Allison, Edison, Gabriel Brazzo, Danilo, Didi, Fabinho, Filippi Lui, Marcello, Marquinhos, Miranda, Pablo, Allen, Arthur, Casimiro, Paulinho, Philippe Coutinho, Wallace. Douglas Costa, Roberto Firmino, Gabriel Jesus, Neymar Jr., Richarlison, and William. For Uruguay, Campana, Mustara, Silva, Cacheros, Cotes, Jimenez, Godin, La Schalt, Silva, Bentancur, De Ariscata, Lodero, Mayada, Nandes, Sanchez, Torreira, Valverde, Facino, Cavani, Gomez, Pereiro, Rodriguez, Stuane and Suarez. A very special programme tonight. You may notice the cover of this evening's programme is slightly different from normal. In fact, it's a first for the Arsenal programme team. We've marked Halloween with a special glow-in-the-dark edition. We've produced this evening's programme in association with our junior gunners and club partner, Octopus Energy, who have helped provide us with the spark for tonight's cover. As well as some traditional Halloween images that have been given the luminous treatment on the front and back of the issue, look out for a ghoulish gunnosaurus and a no-so-spooky octopus. If you like tonight's programme and fancy injecting some fresh energy into your home, head online to afc.octopus.energy to get a free quote on the Arsenal green tariff. An Evening with Ray The Arsenal West Midlands Supporters Club are holding an event in Birmingham this Friday, November 2nd, with Ray Parlor as the guest speaker for the evening. The ticket price of £50 includes a three-course meal plus photo and autograph opportunities with Ray. There will also be a raffle with prizes including a signed Arsenal shirt and match tickets. This is an adult only event with all proceeds going to charity. To register your interest and book a ticket at this event, please email Ian Hodgkinson at ihodgkinson at gmail.com. Get well soon, Glenn. All of us at Arsenal would like to wish the very best to Glenn Hoddle after he suffered a heart attack on Saturday. Our thoughts are with Glenn and his family at this difficult time, and we hope to see him make a full recovery very soon. Eyes on the draw. The winners of tonight's match will reach the Carabao Cup quarter-final, and they will find out their opposition when the draw takes place on Wednesday night, live on Sky Sport after the televised Chelsea vs. Derby County match from Stamford Bridge. The quarter-final, which will be played over one leg, is scheduled to take place during the week commencing December 17th. Bag it. In every domestic programme this season, kit partner Puma is giving away this classy Arsenal shoulder bag. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning who scored a hat-trick last time Blackpool visited Emirates Stadium. Email your answer, including your full name and address, to programme at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at Arsenal Magazine. All entries to us by Friday, November 9th, please. One entry per person. Introducing the Arsenal Bot. The official Arsenal Bot is here. Giving you personalised and unique access to the club, our chatbot is available on Facebook Messenger, Slack, Skype and Telegram. And it's all delivered through our very own bot personality, Robot Pires. Whether you want the latest news, fixtures, results, videos, player stats or ticket information, Robot Pires can show you around, keep you up to date and answer your questions. He'll even treat you to some of the best goals and memories from his career, back when he was a human, of course. Casual supporters can stay informed with match updates and trending news deliveries, while superfans can dig deeper with play-by-play match commentary, reports and analysis, all messaged directly to you in real time. For details on how to install the bot, head to arsenal.com. Club fund amputee World Cup stars. The Arsenal Foundation has provided funds for two Arsenal amputee footballers to represent England in the 2018 Amputee World Cup in Mexico. Tony Mills, on the left in the photograph in the hard copy, and Helder Silver have been selected to represent England at the international tournament but there was an initial stumbling block for the duo, with each player having to fund their own way to the tournament. That was until the Arsenal Foundation caught wind of their story and offered to fund their World Cup dreams. Silver told Arsenal.com, ''Without the support of the Arsenal Foundation, it wouldn't be possible for me to go to Mexico. The organisers said that you need to raise £1,500 to be able to go.'' But because we don't have any support from the FA, each player had to raise it for themselves. We would go to the front of the tube station or Tesco with a bucket and ask for donations, but then the Arsenal Foundation came through and said that they wanted to support us and fund Tony and I going to Mexico. It's unbelievable to have that support from them and to go to the World Cup and represent the country. Coming up... Saturday, Liverpool visit Emirates Stadium, the under-23s welcome Chelsea to Meadow Park and the under-18s are away at Swansea City. Sunday, high-flying Arsenal women host Birmingham City in the WSL. On this day, 1932, Gillespie Road tube station is renamed as Arsenal. 2000, club legend George Armstrong passes away. 2009, Two goals in a minute help us to beat Tottenham at Emirates Stadium. 2015. Alexi Wobi makes his Premier League debut and Joel Campbell scores his first goal for us in 3-0 win at Swansea City. VAR. VAR in operation. Tonight's match will be subject to the video assistant referee and the VAR officials helping referee David Coote and his team are Martin Atkinson and Adam Nunn report it? Anti Semitic and discriminatory chanting of all kinds is offensive to home and away supporters alike and will not be tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive chanting at the match, you can report it to a match day steward or use our See Something Say Something service by texting foul to 67777 together with a description of the incident. We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our supporters and wider community. Thank you for your support and enjoy the game. We are now fourth in the Premier League table, having played 10 won 7 drawn 1, lost 2, with goals four twenty four 24 against 13, goal difference 11 and points 22. Ref Watch – David Coote This evening's referee is David Coote from Nottinghamshire. Mr Coote, the son of the former Nottinghamshire County cricketer also named David, has officiated two Premier League matches this season and is actually taking charge of his first match involving us tonight. He has been refereeing at football league level since 2010, and took charge of the 2014 League One playoff final between Leyton Orient and Rotherham United. Our assistant referees tonight are Simon Long and Sean Massey Ellis, and the fourth official is Andre Mariner. Eddie Brown, we are sad to report that our former player Eddie Brown passed away on September the 28th. Eddie represented the club during the 1950s, and our thoughts are with Eddie's loved ones at this difficult time.
0: Player interview. Mohamed Elneny. We're all fighting to secure a place in the squad. Like all his teammates, Mohamed El Elneny is very much enjoying the early stages of the Unai Emery era and ever-present in the Europa League so far, Mo started in Lisbon last Thursday as we recorded our third straight win in the competition, a victory that cemented our place at the top of Group E. That was our 11th consecutive win, form that Mo feels is testament to the hard work and clear vision our new head coach has given the club. Mo featured alongside some of our talented youngsters in the last round of this competition too, a hard-fought 3-1 home win over Brentford, which emphasised how seriously Emery is taking the Carabao Cup. While we may go into tonight's game as firm favourites to progress to the quarter-final, Mo insists that our head coach won't let any complacency creep in. Mo, how would you sum up your season so far? The team's doing very well at the moment, I'm training hard and doing my best in the games I'm selected to play in, and hopefully I will do even better in the future. You've been in almost every first-team squad, it seems as though Unai Emery really values the whole group at his disposal. I've been included in the first team squad in most matches this season, apart from one or two games. I'm pleased with that and I hope I can be more involved this season. At the moment, the boss knows his best team and we're doing very well. I will always try and help the team, whether I am playing or sitting on the bench or even in training. I will work hard on myself, so when the manager needs me, I will be ready. What has Unai added to training and match days that you've been particularly impressed with? Una is a good coach and everyone knows what he's achieved so far. He works really hard with us on training and wants us to know by heart what's expected from us. I really appreciate that. He has his ideas and philosophy and always wants us to get better at it. I think it's really important the manager has a clear vision and insisting to improve even when we're winning. He's expecting more of us even when we win and this is great. I like his ambition and now our style may be changed a little as we always try to start from the back regardless of who we're playing. Sometimes when we win, he isn't always satisfied and wants us to perform better. This is good for the team as we're all fighting to secure a place in the squad and this competition is all down to him. He's a great addition to the club. He wants to put teams under pressure and has many new ideas. So hopefully he'll be a great addition to us and we can help him more in the future. Let's chat about a couple of your new teammates. What's Matteo Guendouzi like? Mateo's a great addition to the squad. He's a very good player and still young and will be good for the future. He surprises me a lot on the pitch as he's confident and doesn't panic like young players sometimes do. He is a good player for the team. And how about Emil Smith Rowe? I really like Emil as a player and as a personality. He has a good character on and off the pitch and I think he will have a great future here at Arsenal. He pays attention to everything the head coach says and does whatever he's told to do. When he played and scored in the Europa League against Quarabag, he was very good. I think he has a bright future with Arsenal. Emil started against Brentford in the last round of this competition too. What did he make of our performance in that match? It wasn't an easy game. They wanted to make a point against us and had nothing to lose. I think playing us was a very important game in their season and they did their best to compete with us. Obviously, we come to games like this knowing that and we prepare to face a team that has nothing to lose. So yes, these games can be difficult and we have to be aware of that. The head coach has fielded a very strong side for the Carabao Cup. He sees it as a very important competition to win. The boss always tells us that cup games and the Europa League matches are as important to him as the league. He may rotate some players, but he still feels a strong side to play. I think he wants everyone to know that each competition is important for him and we're not in it just to participate. For him, every competition is important and that's his message to us and the fans. On the subject of different competitions, Egypt have qualified comfortably for the Africa Cup of Nations. What's it been like to play under new manager Javier Aguirre? Well, Firstly, I'd like to congratulate the national team for qualifying to the African Cup of Nations. All the players gave their best to achieve that target. The manager and his staff have brought with them new ideas and a new style for the national team and I'd like to thank them for what they've achieved with us so far. I also want to congratulate our fans and the Egyptian FA. I think Aguirre has added a lot to the team. We look completely different now than when we were playing under Cooper, who I would like to thank for all his work helping us to qualify for the World Cup and reach the final of the African Cup of Nations. The new manager has a new style and ideas, and for me personally, I'm very happy with him. I have a lot of freedom in my new position, and even in training, if I get the chance to shoot at goal and I don't, he tells me off and asks me to express myself more. Mosalah became Egypt's record scorer against Swaziland recently, a great achievement after what some have called a tough start to the season for him. Well, I'd like to share something with you I noticed during the Swaziland game. We won that game 4-1, but at the start we were winning 2-0 and Mo Salah hadn't scored yet. I saw how much respect the rest of the team have for Mo. Everyone wants to help him score because of his tough start to the season, especially after the amazing last season he's had. So we could feel maybe he was a bit under pressure and we wanted to help to get out of it. During that game, everyone in the team wanted him to score two or three goals. Mo's very popular personality in Egypt and the Arab world and everyone wants him to do well. We face Salah and Liverpool at the weekend. Did it surprise you to see people questioning him at the start of this season? I don't think Mo's start of the season is bad as everyone is saying. He plays for Liverpool Football Club, he's always playing and this year he's one of the three best players in the world. I think he's under pressure more than before, and he puts more pressure on himself to play as well as last season. But I think he's playing well. Liverpool are winning, and his manager speaks well about him. His teammates love him, so there's no bad start, like people are saying. The season's still long, and I wish him well this season. Regarding our match against Liverpool, I think it will be a tough game for both teams. Liverpool will not be an easy opponent, and both teams want to win and keep fighting at the top. El Elneny Extra. Born El Mahalá, El Kubra, Egypt, July 11th, 1992. Joined Arsenal from Basel on January 14th, 2016. Arsenal debut versus Burnley at home in the FA Cup, January 30th, 2016, 1-2-1. First goal versus Barcelona away in the Champions League, March 16th, 2016, lost 3-1. International experience, 67 caps with six goals. (laughs)
1: Stars of the Future Arsenal Academy Young Gun Ryan Alebiusu Lone Stars Rhys Nelson on fire Match Reports Another win for the under-18s Welcome back Mark Bowler is starring for Blackpool In every programme, we take an in-depth look at the Arsenal youth teams, profiling our young guns, and bringing you all the latest news and match reports. Arsenal Academy Ryan Alebiusu, young gun Born, London, December 12th, 2001 Height and weight 5 foot 9 inches, 62 kilograms Joined as an under 8 Position, right wing, boots, puma, school, St. Aloysius College, Highgate. I first joined Arsenal when I was seven years old. I lived in Islington and I was playing in a tournament with Lindhurst, my local team. Afterwards, an Arsenal scout approached my coaches and they were asked to pass on the card to my parents. My dad called them and I was invited in for a trial at Hale End. After the third session, I was invited to join the club. I was so happy to play for the team I supported. I was a right winger then, and I still am, although I have played a few times as right back or wing back last season when we played with three centre backs. I like to dribble past defenders and get crosses and passes into the box or come inside when I need to. I would say I'm a little similar in style to Alex Iwobi when he plays on the wing. I have admired and watched Alex play for years, and also when he plays for Nigeria, which is where my parents are from. The highlight of my career so far is being awarded a scholarship, but another high point is when I played for Islington Schools and we won the PlayStation Schools Cup Final. It was a national event, so we were quite proud. Arthur Okonkwo was also our goalkeeper. Alex Iwobi came along to present prizes and took photos with the team and that was a thrill for us all. He's doing so well and is an inspiration to younger players like us. I didn't play many games for the under-18s last year while I was a schoolboy as I had an ankle injury which recurred throughout the season and kept me out at crucial times. Thankfully, I didn't have the added stress of having to worry about achieving a scholarship because I was told prior to the injury. It took some time to get used to training full-time, but I'm really enjoying it. I haven't started a game for the under-18s yet, but have come off the bench a number of times. It's a different mindset coming off the bench. You have to be ready so a proper warm-up is vital. I always assume that I'm coming on, So I watch the opposition carefully and look for weaknesses that I can try to exploit, so I have a focus and idea, so that if I get a chance, I can try things to help the team. Because I've played as wing-back and at right-back this year, I have some defensive experience too. But at right-back, I have been helped a lot by the centre-backs during the game, who guide me with my positioning and how they want me to help them. The challenge for me now is to get regular starts for the under-18s and eventually do well enough to train with the under-23s, as I feel it is important to keep progressing as much as possible. My family live in Islington and I go home every weekend, but I now live in Diggs in St Albans with Sam Greenwood and Alfie Matthews. The three of us get on really well and talk about football when we need to, but also relax and take our minds off it too. Like most, we play FIFA, and, although I don't like to say I am the best, I must be, because every time I play, I win. Q&A Who got you into playing football? My dad. Who was your childhood hero? Cristiano Ronaldo. Which team did you support as a child? Arsenal. What's the best goal of all time? Lionel Messi vs. Atletico Madrid Who's the best player in the world right now? Cristiano Ronaldo Most talked to person on WhatsApp? My dad I usually travel to training by bus Teammates Who's never late? Tom Smith Who's got the best ball skills? Matthew Dennis Who's got the best passing range? Ben Cottrell Who would you trust the most with a penalty? Bukayo Saka Who's the strongest? Arthur Okonkwo Who is captain material? Arthur Who's the funniest? Bukayo Who's the best singer? Matthew Info Phone iPhone 6S Favourite footballer, Cristiano Ronaldo The best trophy to win in football is World Cup Fave console, PS3 The best social media platform is Instagram Favourite TV series, Power Best film I've seen recently, The Equaliser The player I look up to most is Alex Iwobi under-18 Premier League, Saturday, October the 20th, London Colney. Arsenal, under-18, four. twenty four, sixty four, seventy seven, 24, 64, 77. Flaherty, 48. Reading, under-18, two. Oles, 42. Nevers, 81. We've climbed up to second in the under-18 Premier League table. Ballaghan scores his eighth goal of the season. Flaherty and Hain make full debuts for the under-18s. Flo Ballaghan hit a hat-trick as our under-18s ran out 4-2 winners over Reading at London Colney. Pressing from the front, we forced Miles Roberts into an early misplaced pass, but Stan Flaherty and Matt Smith failed to convert from the edge of the box. Mark McGuinness then made a stunning goal-line clearance before Harry Clark set Balogun through on goal with a perfectly weighted first-time pass. The 17-year-old shifted the ball onto his right foot and made no mistake in finding the back of the net from inside the box. Just moments before half-time, however, Michael Oli skipped through our defence and levelled with a stunning solo goal. The visitors' goal on the stroke of half-time had the potential to take the wind out of our sails. But less than three minutes after the break, Flaherty stepped up for a free kick and found the top left corner with a curling effort from 20 yards. Full of confidence on his first full start of the season, Flaherty then played Balogun in on goal with a gentle flick behind the Reading defence before our forward sent the keeper the wrong way from six yards out. But Balogun wasn't done there. And in the 77th minute, he latched on to Smith's through ball for his eighth goal in his last six appearances at under-18 level. The visitors scored late on through Thierry Nevers, but ultimately it was too little too late. I'm happy with the result, but there's always things to improve with the performance at this age, said coach Ken Gillard. In the first half, we started very sloppy and played into their hands and gave the ball away cheaply, which is what they wanted from their pressing. But in the second half, the lads come out and were much, much better. They were on the front foot, dominated the ball a little more, created some chances and scored some very nice goals. Flaherty and Hayne made their full debuts for the under-18s and Gillard was impressed by what he saw. Stan scored a fantastic retaken free kick, which is something you don't see very often. And then Carl was very good in goal. He was very composed, and his communication was really good. He's been waiting a long time for his chance to come, so it was great to see him out on the pitch and doing so well. Arsenal. Hayne, Daly Campbell, McGuinness, Spencer Adams, Swanson, Smith, Clark, Flaherty, substituted with Alebiyosu in the 84th minute. Coyle, Greenwood, substituted with Cottrell in the 60th minute, Balogun. Subs not used, Oconquo, Matthews, Martin. Premier League 2, Monday, October 23rd, Meadow Park. Arsenal under 23, nil. Everton under 23, nil. We remain in second place in the Premier League 2 table. Ballard made two stunning goal line clearances. Nikisha had two golden chances to win the game. Our under 23s held league leaders Everton to a nil nil draw at Meadow Park, meaning we've now kept three clean sheets in our last four Premier League Two outings. The visitors started the brighter of the two sides, and Dennis Adeniran found himself in on goal but Daniel Ballard was on hand to make a stunning clearance off the line. Morgan Feeney's thumping header was then pushed to safety by Dayan Ilyev before Adiniran fired over from the edge of the box with a sliced volley. The Toffees were on top, but thanks to some quick combination play by Bukayo Saka and Eddie Nikisha, Robbie Burton was able to sting the gloves of former gunner Joa Virginia in the visitor's goal. "'Following the break, we increased our attacking intensity "'and wrestled back control. Nikisha squandered a golden opportunity from close range "'after a sweeping counter-attack "'before Virginia claimed Matt Smith's deflected effort. "'Both sides continued to battle hard for possession, "'with a place at the top of the table up for grabs. "'But chance after chance went begging. "'Ballard produced another goal-line clearance "'to deny Shane Lavery.' And just moments later, Ilyev saved Nathan Broadhead's low drive. We were handed one final chance to seal all three points when Saka's lofted delivery picked out Nikisha inside the box. But unlike so many other times this season, the 19-year-old missed the target and we were forced to settle with a share of the spoils. There could have been some goals for them and some goals for us, so it's a fair result said under-23s coach Freddie Lundberg after the final whistle. We had some injuries at the beginning of the game and we had to make changes. This changed the mentality of the game, but I think we came out in the second half and played much better. We played with more aggression, positivity. We switched the ball and used the ball how we normally play. So I'm pleased with the second half, but unfortunately we just couldn't score goals. We've now gone seven games unbeaten, and the boys have been developing really well. Away from tonight's game, though, Zek was included in the first team squad against Leicester, as well as Emil, so everybody is over the moon. That's what we're here to do. It's a great day because of that, so if we could have won, it would have been even better. Arsenal, Iliev, Oluwu, substituted with Smith in the 39th minute, Bola, substituted with Thompson in the 65th minute, Omole, Ballard, Plegasuelo, Olajinka, Burton, Saka, Nikisha, John Jules. Subs not used, Oconquo, Tormi, Balogun. Reese at the double. Reese Nelson is loving his time in the Bundesliga and he added his third and fourth league goals of the season when Hoffenheim won 3-1 at Nuremberg in their first game back after the international break. Our forward volleyed home an instinctive equaliser just after half-time, before firing a fine near-post finish into the roof of the net seven minutes later. In his first 163 minutes of Bundesliga football, Rees had scored four times. Ries then played the last 17 minutes of Hoffenheim's Champions League game against Lyon, a match which ended 3-3, thanks to a late equaliser for the Germans from Joe Linton. And at the weekend, he played the full 90 minutes in Hoffenheim's comprehensive 4-0 win over Stuttgart, producing a magnificent run and shot, which was parried into the path of Joshua Brenne to open the scoring. The win moved Julian Nagelman's team up to an encouraging 8th place in the Bundesliga league standings. Glenn's the finished article Well done to former academy graduate Glenn Kamara, who scored his first international goal to help Finland to a 2-0 UEFA Nations League win over Greece recently. Glenn, who you may remember made one first-team appearance during his time with us and now plays for Dundee, netted one minute from time to maintain Finland's 100% record in League C Group 2. Check out the Checker Trade Trophy, EFL. In the hard copy of the programme, there is a photo of Forest Green manager Mark Cooper, whose dad Terry once scored a Wembley winner against Arsenal in the 1968 League Cup final. Under-21s in Checker Trade action last night. If you don't know the score already, make sure you go to arsenal.com to check out how the Gunners did in their second Checker Trade trophy match against Cheltenham Town last night. Freddie Lundberg's side's final group stage match will be away. Like all of the ties at this stage, at Forest Green Rovers a week tonight on November the 7th with a 7 p.m. kickoff. Forest Green, who reached League Two for the first time in their history last season, are enjoying a good campaign, sitting in sixth after a 2 1 win at Exeter at the weekend. Emil makes his mark. We'd like to send big congratulations to Emil Smith Rowe after our young midfielder scored his first professional goal in the first team's 3-0 win away at Karabag. Having been played through on goal by fellow academy product Alex Iwobi in the early stages of the second half, Emil kept his calm to confidently slide the ball past the goalkeeper and extend our lead in Baku. Emil became the 16th youngest player to score for us. At 18 years and 67 days old, and was understandably delighted when the media caught up with him after the match. It feels good to have got my first goal today, and the three points as well, he said. It's just a dream come true, really. The Academy Alumni Mark Bowler Tracking down a former Academy player as they make their mark elsewhere in professional football. Mark Bowler joined Blackpool back in July 2018, having spent seven years developing and nurturing his talent in the Arsenal Academy. He's a reliable and physically imposing left-back, who's also displayed his ability to play in central defence. The 20-year-old joined our academy at 13 years of age, after being scouted in a Sunday League fixture, and he went on to become an established member of our under-18s and under-23s. He scored his first goal for the under-23s in a 3-3 draw with Fulham in March 2016 and just over a month later, he signed his first professional contract with the club. The versatile defender made 13 League 2 appearances while out on loan with Notts County, 2016-17, to before featuring 18 times in League 1 for Bristol Rovers, 17-18. to since joining Blackpool, Bowler has firmly cemented his place in the starting 11 and scored his first career goal in his 50th senior appearance to seal a 2-0 win over AFC Wimbledon on October the 20th.
3: Moment in time. Our first match in the League Cup. Arsenal 1 Gillingham 1 September 13th 1966 Highlights at Highbury Our first ever match in the League Cup was at home to Gillingham in 1966 and ended in a 1-1 draw at Highbury. We needed two replays to see off the Gills, a mid-table Division 3 side. Eventually after a second 1-1 draw at Priestfield winning 5-0 back at Highbury. Tommy Baldwin scored twice, to add to his goals in the first two games. In fact, four of his 11 career goals for the club came in this tie, and he left the club for Chelsea after the second replay in a deal that brought George Graham to North London. The League Cup had already been running for six seasons before we first entered. Until 1966-67, the final was played over two legs on a home-and-away basis and it seems the shift to hosting a one-off final at Wembley was part of the reason behind the club's decision to enter that year. As the Voice of Arsenal section in the Matchday programme explained, until this season, Arsenal's attitude to the Football League Cup was that the length of season was not sufficient for us to take on such a commitment with this unknown number of matches. The fact that the winning of the League Cup now gives entry to Europe via the Inter-Cities Fairs Cup was not the major one in our change of attitude though. Having now entered, we naturally want to go as far as possible. With the final to be played for the first time at Wembley on a date not later than March 4th, the League Cup will achieve new stature this season we wouldn't reach Wembley in this first campaign. West Ham defeated us 3-1 at home in the next round. But just a year later, Bertie Mee's men did make it to the final, losing 1-0 to Leeds. In fact, we made it all the way the following season too. But then suffered one of the most chastening defeats in the club's history, going down 3-1 to Division Three side Swindon Town, when ironically the poor Wembley playing surface was cited as one reason for the shock loss.
4: Moment in Time Match Action Sunday, April 4th 1987 3.15pm Wembley Stadium Littlewoods Cup Final Attendance 96,000 Arsenal 2, Liverpool 1. The referee was Leicester Shapter. The scorers for Arsenal were Nicholas in the 30th and 83rd minutes. For Liverpool, the scorer was Rush in the 23rd minute. Playing for Arsenal were 1. Lukic, 2. Anderson, 3. Sansom, captain, 4. Williams, 5. O'Leary, 6. Adams, 7. Rocastle, 8. Davis, 9. Quinn, Substituted in the 72nd minute, 10. Nicholas, 11. Hayes, substituted in the 85th minute. Substitutes were 12. Groves, who came on in the 72nd minute, and 14. Thomas, who came on in the 85th. Manager was George Graham. Playing for Liverpool were 1. Grobola, 2. Gillespie, 3. Venison, 4. Spackman, 5. Whelan, 6. Hansen, captain, 7. Walsh, who was substituted in the 73rd minute, 8. Johnston, 9. Rush, 10. Mulby, 11. McMahon, who was substituted in the 87th minute. Substitutes were 12. Dalgleish, who came on in the 73rd minute, and 14. Walk, who came on in the 87th minute. Player-manager was Kenny Dalgleish. The photographs are clockwise from top left. Paul Davis whips in a free kick. David O'Leary closes down Nigel Spackman. Charlie Nicholas equalises. The Scottish striker celebrates with young Tony Adams. Kenny Sansom and Adams close down Ian Rush. Kenny Dalglish gets the Steve Williams treatment. Road to glory. Round 2. First leg. Arsenal 2. Huddersfield 0. Arsenal's goals from Davis and Quinn. Second leg, Huddersfield 1, Arsenal 1. Scorer for Arsenal, Hayes. Round 3, Arsenal 3, Manchester City 1. Scorers were Rowcastle, Hayes and Davis. Round 4, Arsenal 2, Charlton Athletic 0. Scores from Quinn and Kirbyshley own goal. Round 5, Arsenal 2, Nottingham Forest 0. Scorers Nicholas and Hayes. Semi-final first leg: Tottenham one, Arsenal nil. Second leg: Arsenal two, Tottenham Hotspur one. Scorers Anderson and Quinn. Replay: Tottenham one, Arsenal two. Scorers Allenson and Rowcastle. After extra time, Graham's Gunners win the cup. First half. Kenny Dalglish's men started brightly on a gloriously sunny spring day, and Ian Rush, set to join Italian giants Juventus at the end of the season, gave them the lead after 23 minutes after a slick move involving Jan Mulby and Steve McMahon. It was the Welshman's 202nd goal for the club and gave Liverpool fans supreme confidence. Their team had never lost a game in which Rush had scored. But Charlie Nicholas had other ideas. After a remarkable episode of play which saw Paul Davis fire in a free kick, Tony Adams have an attempt on goal and Viv Anderson hit the post, the ball eventually fell to Nicholas who equalised to send Arsenal fans into raptures after half an hour and the game was evenly poised at the break. Second Half The second period saw Anderson appeal for a penalty when challenged in the box by Ronnie Whelan. McMahon shoot just wide from outside the penalty area and substitute Perry Groves head over Bruce Grobelar's crossbar. But then the lively Groves produced a moment of magic to outfox Gary Gillespie down the left and set up Nicholas, whose shot from 12 yards deflected off Whelan to wrong-foot Grobelar and clinch Arsenal's first trophy for eight years. The Gunners entered a new and successful era under George Graham and the fans' chants of Arsenal are back, Arsenal are back were, thankfully, proved right. 104. In our 104th match in the competition, we won the League Cup for the first time in our history. 1. Kenny Sansom claimed his one and only honour as our captain. 144 games Liverpool had previously gone unbeaten when Ian Rush had scored for them.
0: Match action. Moment in time. Sunday, April 4th, 1993, 5pm. Wembley Stadium, Coca-Cola Cup Final. Attendance, 74,007. Arsenal 2... Sheffield Wednesday, 1. The road to glory in round two. First leg, Arsenal 1, Millwall 1. Scorer was Campbell. Second leg, Millwall 1, Arsenal 1. Campbell again. After extra time, Arsenal 1, 3-1 on penalties. Round three, Derby County 1, Arsenal 1. Campbell, the scorer... In the replay Arsenal 2 Derby County 1 the scorers Wright and Campbell in round 4 Scarborough nil Arsenal 1 the scorer Winterburn round 5 Arsenal 2 Nottingham Forest nil the scorer Wright semi-final first leg Crystal Palace 1 Arsenal 3 the scorers Wright and Smith second leg Arsenal 2 Crystal Palace nil the scorers Linigan and Wright The referee on the day was Alan Gunn, the scorers for Arsenal. Merson in the 20th minute and Morrow in the 68th, the scorer for Sheffield Wednesday. Hawks in the 8th minute. Unlikely hero wins the cup. First half. In our first League Cup final, since we were beaten by Luton Town in 1988, we started hesitantly. Paul Warhurst struck the post with an early volley before John Harkes fired home from the edge of the area following a cleverly worked free kick. The lead did not last long, however. Paul Merson's 20-yard shot found the far corner after Paul Davis' set piece was cleared only as far as the edge of the area. In an open first half, Mark Bright spurned a glorious opportunity to restore the Owls' advantage before Kevin Campbell's angled left-foot shot rebounded back off the post. Back came Wednesday. Bright was played clean through, but was unable to control, and David Seaman grabbed the ball before the striker could shoot. In the second half, while the first period was open and end to end, the second began in an altogether more cagey fashion. In fact, it took until midway through the second half for the first major opportunity to arrive. And when it did, we took it. Merson scampered down the left, and after his cross wasn't cleared by Carlton Palmer, Steve Morrow was on hand to slam home the loose ball from eight yards. Trevor Francis's side introduced David Hurst and Graham Hyde as they chased an equaliser, but despite Seaman being called into action... In the closing stages, we held on to win the trophy for the second time in our history and the first since 1987. This was the first of three cup finals between the sides that season. We also lifted the FA Cup after a replay. This was the first match in which any European clubs had used squad numbers and player names on their shirts. And this was the last time we won the trophy, though we have been runners-up five times more than any other club. The team sheet... Seaman, number one. O'Leary, 22. Winterburn, number three. Captain Adams, number six. Linnigan, number five. Parlour, number eleven. Morrow, number fifteen. Davis, fourteen. Merson, number ten. Wright, number eight. Campbell, number seven. Substitutes, Selly number four, and Smith, number nine. Uh, manager, George Graham. For Sheffield Wednesday, number one, Woods. Number two, Nielsen. Number three, King, replaced in the 83rd minute by Hyde, number 17. Palmer, number four, who got a yellow card. Anderson, the captain, number six. Harkes, number 15. Wilson, number seven, replacing the 74th minute by number five, Hurst. Waddle, number eight. Warhurst, number nine. Bright, number ten, who also got a yellow card. And Sheridan, number 11. Their manager, Trevor Francis. (laughs)
1: Club Culture – Arsenal Around the World News from Nepal Arsenal Nepal organised their sixth Arsenal Nepal AGM on September 22nd. The event was held at Sports Hive Jamshikal, where Arsenal Nepal frequently hold match screenings. The event, which was hosted by Arsenal Nepal administrator Niroj Katiwada, included the distribution of membership cards for 2018-19. to 19. Around 200 new members were added this year to the Arsenal Nepal family, who now number 600 official members. The main theme of this year's AGM and membership package was a tribute to Arsene Wenger. The volunteers for last year's Arsenal Nepal events, along with event sponsor, the Jersey Paysel. And futsal sponsor, Jazz Upstairs, were invited. The winners and participants of Arsenal Nepal's annual futsal fest were also given awards. Members new and old were also excited to hear an Arsenal Nepal banner will feature at Emirates this season. Sahara Basnet, the Miss Nepal Asia-Pacific International 2017 and an Arsenal fan, was the night's special guest. She spoke about the wonderful atmosphere the Arsenal-Nepal family has and thanked everyone for the support in her own journey. President Nabin Chitraka said, I would like to thank the members, supporters, sponsors and volunteers, without whom none of the events are possible. He also added, Next year we have a couple of big surprises, which will be revealed at the beginning of the new season. President Chitraka also thanked the local media, who covered Arsenal Nepal activities throughout the year.
2: Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time.
1: Dover Dinner A Huge Success On Saturday, October the 13th, the Dover Gunners, Arsenal Dover, held their 14th annual Arsenal Legends Dinner. The event was attended by nearly 200 guests from all over Britain, as well as Austria and Italy. This year's guest of honour was Pat Rice, who gave a brilliantly candid account of his Arsenal career, which spanned six decades. We were also joined by Club Vice President Eddie Kelly. The night was an opportunity to raise money for Arsenal Dover's charity of choice, the Willow Foundation. In addition to a raffle, which included unique signed memorabilia, a special pin badge was produced, for which donations were requested. In total, an outstanding £2,500 was raised. For more info, please visit www.arsenal.com slash supportersclubs slash setting hyphen up hyphen your hyphen own hyphen club.
3: Match action. Arsenal 3, Leicester City 1. Monday, October 22nd, 2018 8 o'clock, Emirates Stadium, Premier League Attendance, 59,886 Arsenal, scorers Ozil in the 45th minute, Aubameyang in the 63rd and 66th minute Leicester City, scorer Bellerin with an own goal in the 31st minute Referee, Christopher Kavanagh. Arsenal. Number 19, Czech. Number 2, Bellerin. Number 12, Lichsteiner. Substituted 61st minute. Number 16, Holding. Number 20, Mustafi. Number 11, Torreira. Number 34, Zaka. Number 10, Ozil, substituted 80th minute. Number 9, Lacazette. Number 7, Mkhitaryan, substituted 61st minute. Number 17, Iwobi. Substitutes. Number 29, Gwendouzi, brought on 61st minute. Number 14, Obamayang, brought on 61st minute. Number 8, Ramsey. Brought on, 80th minute. Number 55, Smith Row Number 23, Welbeck. Number 47, Medley. Number 26, Martinez. Leicester City. Number 1, Schmeichel. Number 6, Evans. Number 15, Maguire. Number 18, Amati. Number 3, Chilwell. Number 14, Pereira. Substituted 69th minute. Number 24, Mendy. Number 25, Ndidi. Number 8, Ianacho Substituted 61st minute. Number 9, Vardy. Number 10, Madison. Substituted 75th minute. Substitutes. 11, Albrighton. Brought on 61st minute. Number 31, Gazal brought on 69th minute, number 20, Okazaki, brought on 75th minute, number 4, Soyunku, number 21, Ibora, number 28, Fuchs, number 12, Ward. First half. Leicester were a threat from the start, with Kelichi Ihenacho twice going close and burnt Leno making a fine save from a Harry Maguire header, and it was little surprise when they took the lead. Ben Chilwell's cross deflected off Bellerin, past Leno and into the net. Just before the interval, Messert Ozil raced onto a granite Xhaka pass on the halfway line and headed straight for goal. He fed the overlapping Bellerin, continued his run into the box, then superbly guided home the return pass. Low in off the half post. Second half, Lacazette and Henrik Mkhitaryan could have scored early in the half, but Wilfred Ndidi served warning that this was still a close contest when he thumped a header against the bar before Unai Emery made a game-changing double substitution. On came Matteo Guendouzi and Aubameyang, with Zaka moving to left-back. Within five minutes of coming on, the striker had netted twice. The first was a close-range finish from a Bellerin cross, after Ozil threaded a superb pass through to the fullback. The Emirates was still rocking when Aubameyang finished yet another tremendous team move for the third goal. Ozil dummied the ball to Alexandre Lacazette outside the area, took the return pass and flicked a perfect cross to Aubameyang to score his eighth of the season. Game, Set and Match we had further chances, particularly through Lacazette, to add to the scoreline. It didn't matter.
4: Match Action Thursday, October the 25th, 2018 17.55 Jose Valadez Stadium Europa League Attendance 40,784 Away fans 2,500. Sporting CP 0 Arsenal 1. Referee Damir Shkomina. The scorer for Arsenal was well back in the 78th minute. Playing for Sporting CP were 40 Ribeiro, 4 Coates, 6 Andre Pinto, 8 Bruno Fernandes, 9 Acuda, 10 Montero. 13. Ristovsky substituted in the 46th minute. 16. Battaglia. 17. Nani, substituted in the 86th minute. 25. Petrovich, 86. Gudeli, substituted in the 71st minute. Substitutes. 76. Gaspar, who came on in the 46th minute. 77. Ivano Cabral, who came on in the 71st minute. 23 Diaby, who came on in the 86th minute, 19 Salin, 18 Carlos Main, 22 Macho, 90 Miguel Luis. The match stats for Sporting CP were total shots 7, shots on target 0, corners 11, offside 1, fouls 13, possession 33%. Playing for Arsenal were 19 Leno, 16 Holding. Five Socrates thirty four Shaka twelve Lishtana twenty nine Ganduzi four Elnani substituted in the fifty eighth minute eight Ramsey fourteen Obameyang, substituted in the eighty sixth minute twenty three Welbeck substituted in the eighty first minute and seven Mikatarian substitutes eleven Torreira, who came on in the fifty eighth minute 9. Lacazette, who came on in the 81st minute. 17. Iwobi, who came on in the 86th minute. 10. Ozil. 20. Mustafi. 26. Martinez. 25. Jenkinson. The match stats for Arsenal were Total shots 8, shots on target 7, corners 11, offsides 1, fouls 12, possession 67%. The photographs with this report have the following captions clockwise from top left. Ready to go. Mathieu Gendouzi was in the thick of it throughout. Aaron Ramsey charges forward. Pierre-America Bermeyang is felled by Rodrigo Bataglia. Danny Welbeck fires crisply past Renan Ribeiro. Welbers and Ober celebrate the decisive goal. First half. Unai Emery named a strong side in Lisbon, but perhaps owing to the early kick-off time, the atmosphere inside the ground at the start of this game was somewhat muted, and that translated to the action on the pitch. Neither side were able to take control during a low-key first half, with Nani going closest for the hosts with a curling strike from the edge of the area, while Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and Granit Xhaka had our most notable efforts at goal. 2nd Half The game needed to come to life after the interval, and within three minutes Aubameyang had stung Renan Ribeiro's hands with a firm effort. Moments later, he was put through up the left channel by Mathieu Genduzzi, but Ribeiro was off his line to close the angle and block his shot. In the 53rd minute, we came close to breaking the deadlock, as Ganduzzi rode a challenge in the area and picked out Danny Welbeck, whose shot was deflected just wide. Welbeck then had a goal disallowed for a push, while Lucas Torreira tested Ribeiro with a firm free kick. Finally, with 13 minutes remaining, Welbeck pounced on a slip by Sebastian Coates and raced through on goal, making no mistake with a fierce drive into the bottom corner. It was no more than our second half showing deserved, and in truth, sporting never truly threatened again as we eased to yet another win to take a big step towards the knockout stages. 1. This was our first ever win in Portugal after previously losing three matches and drawing three. 0. For the first time since we played Monaco in the UCL in March 2015. We didn't concede a shot on target in a European game. 5. Danny Welbeck has been directly involved in five goals in his last five starts. Four goals and one assist.
0: My Story The work of the Arsenal Foundation and the partners and initiatives it supports have touched the lives of a great number of people in a variety of ways. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Space Embrace, a community interest company that organises the local street life festivals and recently ran healthy eating workshops for young children and their parents. Local mum Carol O'Leary tells us about the sessions. I'm a personal trainer, running coach and mum to Leon, who's six, so I lead a busy life and I know how hard it can be for people to eat healthily. I found out about the healthy eating workshops because the organiser, Kay, is in one of my running groups and her daughter is in Leon's class. The workshops took place after school for free, and I wanted to go along to support Kay because she's so passionate about what she does. The Street Life Festival is right on our doorstep, and, of course, healthy eating ties in with what I do for a living. I see the results of people's sugar addiction, and it's so important to educate parents as well as children. There were five sessions that each lasted an hour. and the first one, children were asked to identify company logos with the words removed... And it was amazing how many of the children, even the very youngest ones, recognised the fast food chains and sweet manufacturers. The children became aware of how these companies used catchy slogans, bright colours and cartoon characters in their marketing. And they were encouraged to come up with logos and campaigns for healthier foods. We ended up with Celery Man, Petrina the Pineapple and Cartoon Apples running around. Another session involved ranking foods in what the children thought was their healthy order. And then we used the Change for Life food scanner app to discover their true contents. Parents in particular were horrified at how little tomato and how much sugar is in tomato ketchup or how much sugar there is in cereal bars. There was a lot of creativity involved. And in the final session, the children made an advert inspired by the famous Bob Dylan cue card video that questioned what's in our food and demonstrated what they'd learned. The children were really engaged and so were the parents. Even I was horrified by some of what I learned and I live my life trying to eat as healthily and as naturally as possible. But it's hard when busy parents think they're making healthy choices and don't know better. So it's important that we're all better educated about what we and our children are eating. I think it's vitally important and fantastic that Arsenal are giving back to the local community and they will want to encourage the next generation of footballers to be fit and healthy, not to stuff donuts down their throats all day long. For more info, visit spaceembrace.co.uk.
1: Arsenal Women. The latest news and reports from Joe Montemuro's high-flying gunners. Women's Super League. Sunday, October the 21st at Meadow Park. Arsenal 6. Midema 3. 49 85 nobs 7 mead 45 van der Donk 76 reading nil. Joe Montemuros were dominant from the very start against the Royals. Beth Mead twisted and turned on the right flank before crossing for midema, who found the back of the net with a looping header. Four minutes later, we doubled our lead through Jordan Nobbs, who finished from close range. Midema then fired wide from inside the box, before Nobbs failed to capitalise on a golden opportunity. We continued to dominate possession, and with less than a minute remaining of the first half, we made it three. Midema sprayed the ball out to Mead on the left, who cut inside and found the bottom corner for her third goal of the season. The Royals would have hoped to regroup following the break, but just four minutes into the second half, Midema grabbed her second of the afternoon and her 20th in Arsenal colours since joining in May 2017. Katie McCabe delivered an inch-perfect cross in the path of the Netherlands international, who fizzed her first-time effort into the bottom corner. Midema and Nobs then tried their luck from close range with Grace Maloney out of goal, but the visitors made two vital blocks to clear the danger. However, our front line wanted to secure their fifth consecutive WSL victory in style, and they went on to score twice more. Daniel van der Donk converted McCabe's dragged effort from inside the six-yard box, before Miedema raced through on goal one last time and found the bottom left corner with a composed finish. Arsenal Peyreau Magnin Williamson, Bloodworth, substituted with Quinn in the 64th minute, Mitchell, Walty, Van der Donk, McCabe, Nobbs substituted with Kukin in the 85th minute, Evans, Mead, substituted with Samuelson in the 78th minute, Midema, subs not used, Van Vienendal. <laughs>
3: The Visitors Blackpool. An in depth look at tonight's opposition, for whom a solid cup run is a promising sign at a club that's finally on the way back up. Blackpool have come through three rounds of the Carabao Cup to reach this stage of the competition. The Seasiders have managed to sidestep Premier League opposition up until now, overcoming fellow League One sides Barnsley, 3-1 at home, and Doncaster Rovers, 2-1 away, in the first two rounds, before knocking out Championship side QPR with a 2-0 home win in Round 3. They have not reached the quarter-finals of the League Cup since 1972-73. The Lancashire Club are in the fourth round of the competition for the first time in 11 years. The last time they got this far, after beating Huddersfield Derby and Southend in 2007, they also found themselves drawn away to a North London club That it proved to be the end of the road as they lost 2-0 to a Tottenham side that would go on to lift the trophy with a 2-1 extra time win over Chelsea. The date of that Spurs v Blackpool tie, spookily, the same as today, Halloween. Premier League participants, for one season only, back in 2010-11, Blackpool finished 19th and were beaten 6-0 at Emirates Stadium in their second fixture. But the spell among the elites was memorable nonetheless. They ended up just a point from safety, having played an entertaining brand of football under Ian Holloway, with the likes of Charlie Adam and DJ Campbell to the fore. Since then, the club has gone through tough times, dropping right through the divisions with relegation from the Championship to League One in 2015, followed by a further drop into League Two just 12 months later. The Tangerines turned the tide in 2017 by finishing 7th under new manager Gary Bowyer and winning promotion via a 2-1 playoff victory over Exeter City at Wembley. It was the fifth time Blackpool had won a playoff final, a national record. Boyet managed to consolidate the club's League One status last season, leading them to a twelfth-place finish with fifteen wins, fifteen draws, and sixteen defeats. However, a summer of upheaval, with many of the club's leading players being made available to leave on free transfers to ease a financial crisis, ended with the manager stepping down. After just one game of the new campaign, a goalless draw against Wickham Wanderers. Into the breach stepped Bowyer's assistant Terry McPhillips, and he has proved quite a hit, not only leading the club on their impressive Carabao Cup run, but also making the team tough to beat in the league. In fact, after losing their first match in charge 2 1 at home to Portsmouth, McPhillips steered the Seasiders on a 15 match unbeaten run in League One. A plethora of draws has kept Blackpool in mid table, but they're only five points off the playoff places, and a season that began in great difficulty could yet bring success.
0: My Arsenal. We hear about your heroes, hangouts, and heart stopping moments. Email programme at arsenal.co.uk for your My Arsenal questionnaire. This issue, it's Riley, who's 10, from Forest Town, Nottinghamshire. Why are you an Arsenal fan? Oh, because my big brother Aidan is a huge fan. First game, Arsenal versus Watford last season. It was amazing because Troy Deeney missed a penalty right in front of where we were sat and we won the game. Match day routine. Park the car and then walk down to the coronet for food and drink. After that, we go to the Thierry Henry statue because he's my big brother's favourite ever player and hopefully the club shop so I can buy something. Then into the stadium in time for kickoff. How do you feel before a game? Nervous and excited, especially when we get closer to the stadium. Best place in the stadium to watch a game from? The clock end. What do you do after games? When we win, we like to stay for a little bit to sing Sweet Caroline and then afterwards we go to McDonald's for our dinner. Favourite away ground and why? The King Power Stadium because the pitch always looks really good. Do you collect Arsenal programmes? Yes, we always make sure that we get a programme from the games that we go to. Favourite piece of Arsenal memorabilia? A signed Thierry Henry shirt. What do you wear to games? I always wear my newest Arsenal shirt. If it's cold, I wear my Arsenal hat and scarf too. Whose name and number do you have on your shirt? I'm going to get Aubameyang, 14, because he's my favourite player and always has cool hairstyles. All-time favourite player and why? Thierry Henry. My brother's told me lots about him and we also have a flipbook of his amazing goal against Liverpool. Best Arsenal goal you've ever seen? Mesut Ozil against Swansea City in 2016. The way he smashed the ball on the volley into the net was so good. Which current player would you like to go for dinner with? Aubameyang. He's really cool and makes me laugh when I watch videos of him and the other players. You could be present at any match in history when Thierry Henry scored the winner against Leeds in the FA Cup in 2012. If you could play in any Arsenal team in history, which would it be? I would play left-back instead of Ashley Cole in the Invincibles. My top five. Favourite players. 1. Aubameyang. 2. Ozil. 3. Bellerin. 4. Lacazette. 5. Ketch. Favourite goals. 1. Aubameyang versus Boreham Wood. Two, Ozil versus Ludogorets, Three, Lacazette versus Crystal Palace. Four, Wilshire versus Norwich City. Five, Ozil versus Swansea City. Reasons to love Arsenal. One, London is red. Two, we are by far the greatest team the world's ever seen. Three, we play the best style of football. Four, we have Aubameyang. And five, we used to have Henri. <laughs>
4: Teams. For Arsenal. Head coach Unai Emery. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. 1. Cech, goalkeeper. 2. Hector Bellerin. 4. Mohamed Elnani 5. Socrates Popastathopoulos. 6. Laurent Koscielny. 7. Henrik Mkhitaryan. 8. Aaron Ramsey. 9. Alexandre Lacazette. Ten, Monsieur Terzel. Eleven, Lucas Torreira. Twelve, Stephen Lichtsteiner. Fourteen, Pierre emerick Aubameyang Fifteen, Angel Metlin Dials. Sixteen, Rob Holding. Seventeen, Alexei Wobi. Eighteen, Nacho Monreal. Nineteen, Bent Leno, goalkeeper. Twenty, Schirdam Mustafi. Twenty-three, Danny Welbeck. 25. Carl Jenkinson. 26. Emiliano Martinez, goalkeeper. 27. Konstantinos Mavrapanos. 29. Matur Ganduzzi. 31. Seat Kolasinac. 34. Granit Xhaka. 47. Zack Medley. 49. Eddie Nketiah. 55. Emil Smith-Rowe. For Blackpool, manager Terry McPhillips... White Shirt, Tangerine Shorts and White Socks 1. Mark Howard, goalkeeper 2. Donovan Daniels 4. Jimmy Ryan 5. Paddy O'Connor 6. Ben Hennigan 7. Nathan Funeso. 8. Jay Spearing 9. Mark Cullen 10. Max Clayton 11. Joseph Dodu 12. Michael Nottingham 13. Miles Boney, goalkeeper 14. Harry Pritchard, 15. Jordan Thompson, 16. Curtis Tilt, 17. Ryan McLaughlin, 18. John O'Sullivan, 19. Chris Taylor, 20. Oliver Turton, 21. Armand Gandule, 24. Liam Feeney, 25. Callum Guy, 26. Steve Davis, 27. Mark Bowler, 30. Will Avon, 32. Rowan Roach. 37. Christopher Mafumbi, goalkeeper. 39. Joe Bunny. Coming up... Tonight's other caribou Cup fixtures, 7.45pm unless stated. Chelsea vs. Derby County. West Ham United vs. Tottenham Hotspur. Middlesbrough vs. Crystal Palace at 8pm. The Arsenal Foundation helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport.
1: Acronis Backup
0: Cyber protection for your data. Keep your data safe with the most secure backup. www.acronis.com
4: Future. Forever faster. Human.
0: Premier League. Official Premier League app. Manage your fantasy team and receive the latest Premier League updates. Free to download. Download on the App Store. Get it on Google Play. Available at Amazon.
1: The Gunners are green. Emirates Stadium is powered by 100% green electricity from Octopus Energy. Now you can get the same power for your home. Switch today to cheaper, greener energy with exclusive Arsenal prize draws every month. Find out more online at afc.octopus.energy Switching takes just two minutes. Octopus Energy, Arsenal official energy partner.